grabbed her child and hurried away. Men grew solemn. Some of the women covered their mouths. Some stepped closer, disbelieving. Yes, oh Lord God, it was a human hand chopped clean off above the wrist, its skin as white and as dry as ivory. The hand was loosely fisted. Two bones showed in the chop. The marrow shrunk into pits. Put it down, Solomon commanded. Put it down. Boaz had regained his insouciance. Shouldn't we burn it, he grinned, as an offering? The messenger raised his voice. A Levite from Ephraim. Send me to Judah and especially, he stopped and swallowed. Especially to Bethlehem, he said, and more softly, to you, one of your daughters has perished perfect silence fell on the village. Even the children who could not understand his words began to suffer their parents' distress. He stood up and took a stand on the bench. I'm one of twelve who have been commanded to inform every tribe in Israel. This Levite, his wife, the messenger grew stiff and emotionless. The Levite's wife, whom you know as Milka was raped by the men of Gibeah. She is dead. If dogs were skulking about the village square or goats running loose, if birds were fluttering in the dust, no one was aware of it. The sun sat down on its western ridge and reddened with regret. So the women of Bethlehem turned away and left the men behind them in the village square. They pulled the scarves from their heads and let the cloth fall in heaps. Older women bared their breasts and began to beat them in a slow rhythm. Others donned black, climbed the stairs to the roofs of their houses, and lifted their voices in lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. While they wail above, one woman remains below. She has set her jaw, her chin thrust forward, her countenance hard-eyed and rigid. When she begins to move, the men make way for her. She kneels down. Tenderly, she wraps Milka's hand in her scarf. She rises and walks to the gate, to stone steps that take her to the watchman's room above. Iron-eyed, she looks through the northern window. The wind begins to whirl in her hair. She holds Milka's hand, now respectfully clothed for burial, in both of hers, and stretches it forth toward Gibeah. Be not silent, she begins to sing in a level, deliberate rage. Be not silent, God of my praise. For the wicked and the deceitful have assaulted her without cause. They reward her goodness with evil and her love with hatred. The rest of the women of Bethlehem hear a canticle of anger. Naomi, they think, and they mute their miseries. For this is she, this is Bethlehem's Hakamah, whose song gives language to their bitterness. Let their days be few, let others seize their goods, let their daughters be fatherless, their wives made widows, let their sons be driven from a city destroyed, into the countryside to tap with sticks the rims of beggars' bowls. Naomi has lived thirty-five years on these upland hills. 
sun and the unrelenting summers have scored her face with a thousand wrinkles. In repose her face is wreathed with the vines of kindness, but at this moment it is as severe and cracked as dry clay. Northward, even to Gibeah nine miles hence, the watchwoman of Bethlehem cries her curses. Let no one, no one be kind to the wives of the wicked, or pity their fatherless children. Cut them off from the earth, O Lord. Blot out their names by the second generation. For they did not remember mercy. They took the gentle Milka and broke her soul to death. The sun has concealed itself behind the farther ridge, spreading a fire of shame across the pillars of heaven. The hilltops grow ashen. Naomi is a mother in Israel, a hakama, the teller of the tales of Israel's past. She sings songs that name her people's bewilderment.